All right, y'all, it is season five of the Men Up podcast. Welcome back. So great to have y'all. And we are really excited about the theme of this season. We're focusing on boundaries, y'all, how we set boundaries, how we understand our own boundaries, understand and honor other people's boundaries, and what we do when we step over those boundaries, break those boundaries, and what we need to do to repair. We're really excited to dig into this because... You know, the word boundaries, this is something that as we were reflecting on the last several seasons, we were acknowledging that it's relatively new to us in our adult years. In the team of us, we're all around the age of 40. It only seems like the last, call it five, six, seven years that even identifying boundaries as a thing, calling them that is is relatively new to us. And it seems like it's really a conversation that is wanting to be had in our communities, in our society, and is absolutely necessary to have. And honestly, as we reflected on the last four seasons of the podcast, realized that so many of the challenging moments or areas of ideas of manhood and masculinity and how they manifest often have come out of a misalignment, misunderstanding, or a breaking and a need to repair boundaries. So we're really excited. Also really excited that we recorded these first three episodes of the season in person for the very first time as a team. We had an amazing time together. Hope that comes through the audio for y'all and that you get that leveled up experience with us. And if you do experience a level up today, this season, we ask that you go to Apple Podcasts, you go to Spotify where you're listening to these episodes and you leave that rating. Hopefully a five-star rating if we've earned it but also leave any review you can offer to us and ultimately share the Men Up podcast so that all of us, however we identify, can thrive. All right, season five, part one of a three-parter. Let's go. And welcome to the Men Up podcast. I am Christian Shabu. Will Van Dyke. Lamar Womble. What up, y'all? And thank you so much for joining us as we dig into culture, current events, and our own events, and as we redefine manhood and masculinity so that all of us, however you identify, can thrive. Y'all, we are in season five, and if you don't know because you're not in the room with us, we are live together for the very first time. We did it. Feels so good, yeah. And we've got singing already. Yeah. Wow, wow. We've grown a lot. We've grown a lot since <laughs> season one. All right, Will, Lamar, it is season five, and we are digging into boundaries. We are actually having a three-part episode here, three episodes back to back to back, where we are really focusing on boundaries, specific areas in our life where we end up having to set, honor boundaries. Specifically, we want to start to understand what gets in the way of setting those boundaries, what happens when we break those boundaries, and why are they so important? As we've been reflecting over the last five seasons, we realized that a lot of the stuff that we've identified as challenges related to manhood, masculinity, the way we exist in the world, a lot of it does come from the breaking of, the misunderstanding of boundaries. And so we really want to dig in this season, but particularly these first three episodes to really get clear for ourselves, but also with our community here. So Will, I'm going to throw it over to you to really set us up here in part one of this three-part series, focusing on boundaries in our society and in our social life. Yeah, uh, thanks. So I, I think this is a good place for us to start when we're talking about boundaries. Boundaries in society, you know, uh, 
uh, are present everywhere. They're, you know, um, some are conscious, some are not so conscious, right? And I think for men, it's interesting to explore one of the, the ways in which we uh, are uh, establishing relationships in society, creating friendships and those sort of things. And so I dug in specifically there with friendships, right? And, and men uh, are creating, it seems like, at least based on data, like more boundaries with how they're choosing their friends and how they're, you know, uh, uh, actually like how many friends they have. Mm-hmm. And there was a study done and um, I'll get the, I'll get the name and we can share the, the, where the research came from, but essentially it said uh, 40 years ago, so in like 1980s, 90s, uh, about 55% of men had six or more friends that they would call close friends. That number re- redone in 2019 went and got cut in half. So mm. about 25% of men. Wow. So like data, when you're looking at that data, men might be creating more boundaries in terms of who they accept as friendships uh, or who they accept as friends. Um, and that might be harming men to a certain extent in some ways. Mm. So I, I wanted to start there because I think that that society, social circles, those sort of things, friendships is pretty much all of it. You know, coming out of pandemic, but even, you know, prior to pandemic, the evolution of like technology, gaming, um, less conversations, more texting, stuff like that, that may have led a whole generation of men to like actually disconnect from each other um, and gain more um, opportunities to just like connect uh, through technology as opposed to. Um, you know, developing like real life connections and not that to not that relationships over technology can't be deep because they also can. Right. right? But I think it's also hard to be, sometimes it is hard to be as seen as it is when you see things happening to people, emotions and what they're going through and how it's having an impact on them. It seems like the, the evolution of certainly online connection and those sort of things has sort of, you know, pre- predominantly men, but like are choosing to be online more often and choosing maybe like a solitary life that isn't expanding or going to a coffee shop or going somewhere mm-hmm. else, right? They're choosing they're choosing to be, you know, establish friendships or relationships online. So maybe that's also why the data is sort of shifting mm-hmm. to a certain mm-hmm. extent is because like an online friend, they may not consider right. as somebody who's yeah. close. Right. My best bud down the street, right? My neighbor, exactly. Well, I wonder how much of this too is about our understanding of boundaries, right? And I say this because, like, just yesterday, uh, I use the Calm app. I've talked about that a lot. I listen to Jay Shetty a lot on there. I follow him on Instagram, and I saw a post go up that was essentially what it was saying is that walls are when you keep people out, boundaries are when you show people to the door. I thought that was really an an interesting way of framing the difference between boundaries and walls. And I wonder sometimes if, is it that men are creating more boundaries to be more selective or is it that we're actually putting up more walls to like just keep people out and not, mm. you know, access that vulnerability with one another. And so I don't know the answer to that, but I think like that distinction between walling people out and creating boundaries so people can actually be really clear about you know how to interact with you is is a really important distinction i think is honestly why i'm so interested in 
digging into this this season because I think the idea of like, oh, I'm setting my boundaries, I'm keeping my boundaries, I'm honoring my boundaries is getting thrown a lot, uh, getting thrown around a lot in conversation in our communities. It's in the zeitgeist. I've said that a lot in our prep for this. But I think that we actually have to get clear of like the difference yeah. between boundaries and walls. And I would say that now that you say that, I would say most men probably lean into more so walls mm. than they do boundaries because of a lack of ability to have the conversation, a lack of ability to express emotion, a lack of ability to feel like if they were to do either of those things that it would be received. And so they're like, it's just easier for me to just say, I'm going to stonewall you. I'm not going to go there at all. So now I don't have to be vulnerable to me giving my feelings away or someone trying to get to my feelings. Right. Yeah. Like in like I I I I was going to say almost the exact same thing too, but but slightly different in the way that like your analogy of showing somebody the door. Like what what man right now like to get in or get out? What do you mean by the door? What, oh, you no, showing them the door like saying like okay, I've I've let that person in. Now, to create a boundary, I'm like walking them to the door. You're ushering them out of the space that you are currently occupying. I'm, that's the way I'm interpreting that analogy. To yeah, I think extent. it can be both, honestly. Like you can take that analogy as far, right? Yeah. If, it's, if it's showing them to the door, it's saying like, hey, this is how you can access me. Rather than like, I am not accessible at all. I put right. up that wall. It's like, oh, I see. You see what I'm saying? Right, and right, that right. And yeah. so like, so like for, for me, like once somebody's in, it's a really hard conversation without just like, you know, without, without right. just ghosting them, right, basically, because exactly. mm. like that's a way that I would, I would, I would probably say that's my primary way of showing somebody the door is just stop responding right. to like yeah, their this doesn't work. engagement. Mm. I just sort of yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah just not even a buy. Right. Like right. sometimes it's just like <laughs> yeah. hey, I met you one time. Let's exchange. You know, like wh whatever at a bar or wherever, like somewhere out in the real world. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, let's let's reconnect or whatever. And then I'm just like, I did not enjoy that. I <laughs> am not gonna respond right. anymore to that person right. and engage with them, right? And yeah. so like instead of communicating instead or, of actually right. saying the words right. like, Hey man, I don't think that worked out. Like right. we either need to alter this relationship or you know, change it in a way that works for me. It's like hmm. so maybe that is but but in using that analogy, maybe that's me throwing up the walls. As we talk about boundaries in general, why is it so difficult? For us to have that conversation mm, mm -hmm. but it's different with like somebody who you just met right it almost feels more appropriate to be like well i don't owe this person anything right yeah i don't need to have a conversation about why i don't want to move forward in building a relation with you like we met right. once i think most people are going to be like eh, whatever right. like they're fine with that but if you end up like in a month and maybe you've hung out a couple times with the with a couple guys or um and you decided that okay it's been two months i don't feel like i'm connected to these guys I'm going to probably bounce out. How do you have that? How do you, how do you say that? Right. I think that's the challenge. Like having the courage to even go there yeah. and have that conversation without people thinking you're a weirdo. Yeah. Cause mm -hmm. like ultimately that's what it comes down to is that like we're concerned about the judgment or the backlash that's going to come from having that courageous conversation, Right. which is why we just don't have it. Cause it's like, well, why do I need to put myself in this position? So how do we get more courageous in like having that conversation? do we need to establish a new societal mm. or cultural norm or right is it sort of like we just need to acknowledge this is how these boundaries typically get set mm. do we need to be more aware of them like is it a requirement basically to either increase that number of like friendships right because you're 
you sort of curating like maybe i said yes too many times to a couple of people who i didn't want to hang out with and then i yeah you know and i didn't have that conversation with enough people that i probably did want to hang out with like i you know those types of things too like but also at the same time like i don't feel like i like i would have answered yes to having more than six close friends same i think i would have as well i would have been mm-hmm. in the majority in right. that scenario um or i guess in the minority in the in the most recent one but like do I need to acknowledge, I guess, how I got to the six close friends? Like, I think that's what we're trying to explore to a certain extent, too. Well, I, guess. I, don't know. I think to that point, and this is something that I've actually been helping young people do in a lot of my talks. And Subu and I do a lot of work with young people. But this, it does need to be a reestablishment of what your boundaries are and how do you discover that amongst relationships that you have with other people. And I think you and I would agree this ultimately becomes a conversation about values and like, who are you and how you show up in the world and who are you going to put yourself around that are either similar to you or not similar to you. And for the folks that are not similar to you, what are you willing to like accept inside of y'all's relationship? And then the people that are similar to you, like how do you agree upon those values and double down on them to do more things? And I think that's how Shabu and I end up working together a lot because it's like, I I think we have a lot of values that are similar. There's some that are different, Mm -hmm. but the ones that are similar are so powerful. It's like, well, I don't know many other people that share these values at the level that you share them with me. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go do some more shit together. Right. right. And that's how you end up going down that path with more people around like what your values are. But I think what I try to teach the young kids now, not the young kids, but high school, college, age students younger than us, younger than us. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> listen, tap dancing all 40, tap dancing all 40. And, uh, but I think what the reality is that like people should pay more attention to when people are offering up parts of who they are so that they don't have to guess. And then you can be more clear on like the type of person that you want to find yourself around or who you want to be around, you know? So we're talking a lot about like the boundaries as they're connected to like, once we start to either want to build relationships with folks beyond just maybe the first couple of times you've met them, you've been in community with one another. Like we're talking about those boundaries. I'm interested where we started here is around like the societal sort of boundaries that we're setting with one another, communal kind of boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I wonder what are we seeing right now about whether it is, boundaries that need to be reestablished or or we feel like you know something has changed our understanding of those boundaries when we're in community space with one another has changed because you know in the last 20 something years we've experienced a incredibly uh powerful yet jarring in some way shifting of our spaces from primarily in person to a lot online mm-hmm. uh, we also experienced a pandemic which really shifted things and we've started to come out of that right but yeah. we're reestablishing what it means to be in community so like where, where do we feel like we stand right now even just from a personal level when we go out in our own communities seeing how boundaries exist with one another my second point to some of this was the the idea of the third place the third mm, place right. was a communal space where it's not work or home and it's a third place where uh, interaction exchange of ideas community build building regular conversation with one another friendships are developed and those sort of things that is not your work or your home mm-hmm. um so typically it was you know coffee shops and bars and those sort of things and there's been a real decline there is you know the, the everybody calls it like the decline of main street to a certain extent mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but it's like really like a lot of those spaces are sort of like uh, are, are either not being reestablished once they shut down or like they are just like not getting uh, 
you know, it's it's just not happening as often. One of the, the analogies that I'll put in, in you know, Shibuya, you, you're in our hometown of Kingston, right? Shout out has, Kingston, New Hampshire. There it is. Shout, wow. out, shout out Kingston, New Hampshire. There it is. There it is. Yeah, we have to squeeze it into at least every episode, <laughs> right. I think, right? It's the but, only only time Kingston gets shouted out anywhere exactly. in the podcast universe. Or in the, or in the uh, world. Probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. Um, but so, so there was this little coffee shop across the street from my mom's old house, right? And... Um, and um, and so that coffee shop was a place where uh, where guys would meet to get coffee. And then what happened was a uh, McDonald's got put or was going to get put on a corner like down the street. And people were up in arms because they were like, no, the guys meet for coffee at this right. coffee shop. Mm. And, what, and what happens is as McDonald's pop up, there has been like studies done that like McDonald's is a place where people go. What are some of the first places or first third places that you feel like uh, cultural and societal boundaries were established for you? Mm. I've got a couple of examples. Youth sports is probably the most profound way, right? You start learning the rules of sports. You start learning, hey, this is, you know, you can't, you can't travel with the basketball you can't just pick it up and run with it you can't foul <laughs> so other specific people. to that game so yeah so yeah, like yeah. The, but that's where the boundary you learn it learned behavior starts where you start setting you know boundaries within society and how you interact with when them. you literally have a court right like yeah, 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 you're yeah, yeah, out, yeah. Of bounds out of bounds when you step off the that's court. Great you're point. not just dribbling around yeah. wherever you want right and you're fair or you're foul and like right. in your with your right. you know so I, I mean what are some of those other spaces that are like those third spaces where cultural and societal boundaries sort of get yeah. i just I, I just i'm laughing about the basketball example because i'm like yes it's a boundary but also like when you see somebody that has never played basketball yeah. and they just pick up a basketball, they take like 10 steps and like shoot or something. The amount of judgment. Oh, you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that like, you've never, never played, but like, this is not how you play at all. Get off the court. Well, well think about like you've coached youth basketball and things like yeah. that. And think about some of the first things you teach yeah. young people in the sport is understanding the boundaries, right? Yeah. Like, cause yeah. otherwise they'll just dribble around wherever they want. Right. They'll shoot. Yeah. If right. there's multiple hoops in the, right. in the gym, they're going to shoot at every single hoop. Yeah. Right. Like, 100%. so you teach them the boundaries. Right. right. And so it, it happens when we're young. Right. And I think the space that I think about was school. Right. And I, I think anytime we do these exercises of when did you first, I feel like I always go to like age six. Like that's what I remember. And one of the boundaries was don't hit girls. Like that was just a boundary, like taught, it's probably my dad, probably a couple guys in my family, probably my mom and my aunts taught me that too. But it was like, you're going into society, like you can't roughhouse in the same way that you do with your cousin, right? Mm -hmm. Who's the same age, who's a boy, right? Like they're going to be young girls and you can't, can't hit girls. You can't roughhouse in that way. And thinking about that now as an adult, I think that there's some value there, but there's also like a whole lot missing from that, right? There's the conversation of like, well, can I than just hit anybody else. Like, am I supposed to be fighting, right? Like there's all those things that should have been more of a conversation. And all of that was not in the context of here are boundaries, right? Like there, right. I don't remember the word boundary ever being something that right. I really started to think about right. until honestly, as an adult, probably in the last like <laughs> yeah. 10 years, Literally right? Like before that, <laughs> right? Like it's been like the last three It's years. like 30s hitting. It was like, yeah. oh, conversations about boundaries. Yeah. Okay, cool, right? But right. like, yeah, that that's six school, don't hit girls like those are those are the first things i remember yeah i, th I think for me 
is, uh, you know, we talk about teaching. So being on the court, you're teaching these rules. Being at school, teachers, staff members are teaching you these rules uh, or unwritten rules. And I think one that comes to me is just like my parents. Uh, if you were to go to another kid's house with your parents or you're going to like a party uh, with your family, my parents would always be like, don't come up in these people's house acting a fool. You right. know what I mean? So yeah. like, check your behavior. Right. Take your shoes off when you walk into somebody's house. Yeah, yeah. Are mm-hmm. you bringing something mm-hmm. along with you? What right. are you bringing to contribute to the party or whatever's going on? And so thinking about those types of boundaries that your parents established for you from the beginning to say, this is how you act, this is how you behave, and this is how I want you to show up because these are my expectations for you, right? So, like, is it fair to say, though, then, too, like, boundary creating, and the reason why we're having this three-part series is sort of hit, like, personal, you know, professional, and then societal boundaries. It's like, these are learned behaviors almost Mm. just like anything else, and particularly to establish the, the... personal and the professional ones which we'll talk about later Mm. you have to sort of practice and learn them in society usually in third places usually like it's an amalgamation of like amalgamation amalgamation of all zeitgeist amalgamation we're getting a vocab no amalgamation (laughs) is like a combination it's like it's like it's like It's like a, it's like, it's like everything. It's like all encompassing, yeah, right? It's like, you. it's like, it's like the whole. So it's like, it is society that is sort of reinforcing just the learned behavior of setting boundaries sure. to it, a certain extent. It right? is not a movie with Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck. <laughs> right. Oh, are we getting, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, they had, they had, they had boundaries of physics, right? Right. So yeah. We learned yeah. about there it were boundaries. Our, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. We were talking a little bit about this, and you brought up the library as a space where oh, yeah. it's a subtle sort of boundary that you understand, but yeah. but still probably really powerful. That's where I think uh, where societies in a microcosm sort of like is is built. There's a there's an established boundary where you have to interact with the other people that you are interacting with in a very specific way, and it's and it's really established before even an interaction happens. Sort of like. Mm a quiet please or like no talking area where you have to go in there. And if you don't follow that established boundary, there's accountability almost immediately judgment, where accountability. judgment yeah. and it's all, and it's, you know, so, so like it's the analogy that is like is very present for how people should be sort of interacting with society is like being aware of the boundary that is, you know, wherever, whatever space you're occupying, you're, you're taking, you're being aware of that boundary, and in the library setting, it's it's the quiet one, and then, and then if you break that boundary, if you if you blast through that boundary and you start yelling, you're gonna you're gonna be out, and then yeah. you also hopefully are learning some accountability because you're like, well, shit, I I I I went right yeah. past that boundary, yeah, right, I didn't follow so the rules. Yeah, right. yeah and then follow the rules, and so that's why that's like a, yeah, sort of a microcosm of of society because they're so established, but also like librarians are nice, so like you know it's you're not like breaking <laughs> right. the law right. necessarily, but it is it is a boundary. Well, that right. that book finds a mofo. <laughs> that, that book finds a mofo. That's don't, true. Don't bring yeah, great that point. book back and see what happens. That's right. That's <laughs> see right. See what happens. Right. Yep. I yeah, th- but there's a there's a recognition though, like when you do step over that boundary or you break that boundary, right? right? Like you've got the librarian mm-hmm. like telling you to be quieter, shh, mm-hmm. right? And it feels like people inevitably in the library, whoever you're there with, like 
will acknowledge that you just broke that boundary. Right. If you go in oh, acting yeah. a fool, being loud, like everybody else turns and is like, what is this person doing? Because the this community kid, reacts. This guy, this whoever is doing. The community reacts, right. right, in that setting. And that's sort of like what you hope for, actually. Right. In how we govern ourselves, in cultural yeah. and societal, you hope that the community reacts to the boundary crossing that is established in a similar way as people in a library would. Leading with the boundary, leading mm. with what the expectation is. Yeah. From the library to your personal romantic relationship, the more we are forthcoming with what our boundaries are, what our expectations are what the library's rules are, what the rules are at school, hmm. the more clarity that we have on them, like it should be the easier it is for us to follow them, yeah. adapt to them, learn them, respect them, um, and then also then teach our future generations like what the, the, what the boundaries are, you know? Right. Um, and I think as we'll lean into more of like what that looks like from a personal perspective, um, but I think that it, the teachings are different now because the world is different. The, yeah. the world's changing. We talked a little bit about technology earlier and the impact that's having on Gen Z and the younger generation coming up on how they have personal relationships, set personal boundaries mm. or not. The thing that I was I was just thinking about too is like, as you were talking about and Lamar, you mentioned this while we were setting this whole episode up a little bit and in and, and that like, are we successful right now as a society adhering to the boundaries? The library example, right? I think that maybe has the highest success rate of right. like <laughs> definitely of like people being, I you know, understand. accountable yeah. to that boundary yeah. and and We're going to get some librarians the... in here. <laughs> Tell us your magic, please. It's a great point actually. They'd be like, "Hey man, you're actually way off. <laughs> the data proves that people are still uh, don't respect the boundary of the library." But but in society, right? It, 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 are we are we getting worse? Yeah. Are we getting better? Because we were talking about it too, like my sports analogy, new rules have had to be established in a stadium of like things that we thought were probably pretty clear, like, hey, don't throw things right. on the field, right, or right. whatever. Now, I'll say this, there's netting. I'm not sure if you know this or now or not. There's netting now that extends all the way down past the bases yeah. on the thing. Mm. It was originally because the foul balls right. were going, but there's a secondary usage thing, that usage it. that hits. And that, that, that people can't throw yeah. objects yeah. onto the to field. Yeah, to the infielders or whatever. They can't, they can't get there from there. And... So there's probably some fans who can throw from the outfield into the thing, sure. but but those are those are unique. That's but tough. Like, that's tough. It's yeah. a tough one. Right? Tough throw. <laughs> but um, but those are but that's like that a new sense. but that's like yeah. a new boundary. There are a lot of boundaries that were assumed, implicit, which is kind of understood, mm -hmm. right? And also didn't have the language around boundaries, right? I'm fascinated about like what is the what is the difference? What is the distinction for for you know, a generation like Gen Z, who definitely is in conversation while they're in school about boundaries specifically. Like that word is used, yeah. it is applied, right? Yep. I don't remember, you know, nope. <laughs> coming up elementary, middle, high nope. school, ever having the word boundary be an actual thing nope. in talking about rules or things that you have to exist within. So that I'm interested in like, what does that do when you explicitly call a thing a boundary? But I think the reality is that we just need to have more explicit boundaries now for things that we thought like maybe, oh, these are implicit. People will get it. They'll understand that. They'll understand that when you're in society, like you got to act a certain way. The reality is we've, we've shown otherwise. Right. And so, all right, we just need to be more explicit. Let's and it is what it is, yeah. but we got to be explicit with people. Yeah. So then societally, because I think you're right, but then societally, like what, like 
people have become so individualized and we talked a little bit about it like there's less community driven there's less friendship being made there's those sort of things and does that individualism lead to people not respecting those newly created or explicit boundaries because they're they're like I don't care about your boundary. I want to do I want to do what's right for me, mm. even if that violates your boundary. I think that, and I, I'm trying to articulate this. I've been like in my head about it, but I think that boundaries and unwritten rules and rules used to come down with an iron fist, and because they were like, "This is how it is. This is what it was." Even your parents, school, laws, cops, police, like whatever mm-hmm. it is. And now, what I feel like we've done is we've opened up it's everything is more of a conversation, mm. right? Everything mm. is more like collaborative in a way of like, well, let's talk about these rules. Like even at school, like let's define our own rules. So there can be accountability and buy-in from the people that have to follow those rules. And I think there might be some, I think while we're doing this collaborative type boundary establishing rule establishing while that's happening to get to a new place, especially in the era that we're in, people are just like, doing whatever the hell they want. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. While we're like reestablishing or going through this transition. And I was like, it's, it's, I think it's super important to have buy-in from the people that are living through the laws and the rules that they have to live into. And like, what do we think is right or not right? Right. Um, so I think it's just an ongoing conversation that we haven't got to a point where we have like decided on what the new generation's rules are going to be. And we're getting there, but like we're in the middle of it. So while we're in the middle of it, things are happening that, can go either way good or bad you know Hmm. the thing that just keeps coming to mind is just the idea of like what we allow to be acceptable and so in the library example right like it is unacceptable like if there are enough people in the library and somebody steps in and they like make a lot of noise like the people in that space find it unacceptable and they respond accordingly Right. And I think about spaces where we've allowed for boundaries to be broken and we've accepted that boundary being broken and shifted the boundary a little bit. Like the example I can give and like this is going to get really dark, but I th- but I think about like school shootings. Right. Like that is a boundary. The idea that like violence would happen in a way in schools mm-hmm. like that, like that, that was a boundary that was unacceptable 20 years ago. Right. Like when we were still. in high school right like like those kind of shootings that kind of violence like happened when we were late in high school going into college and now like for a whole bunch of reasons right like as a society we've just kind of accepted the fact there's going to be violence in schools it's inevitable yeah right and and so i think part of it is about like how much collectively are we willing to accept yeah right right and that dictates the boundary So in this three-part series, we want to, at the end of every episode, just take a moment, pause, reflect, and think about like what are each one of us understanding about boundaries in real time. So so in this episode, we're focused on our society, on being in community with one another. So what are we understanding about boundaries for ourselves and the world around us? It's really easy to get pulled into the things that we're doing that may seem like we're bucking the system or like we're not following the boundaries or we're not following the rules. But the reality is, is that like overwhelming majority of folks follow the rules, right? Mm-hmm. They do what they're supposed to do. They 
understand the boundaries that are unwritten in the ones that are written. Hmm. And most of the time we do. And I just think in a sensationalized time that we live in, things can get polarized really easily. Um, and it can feel overwhelming that all these different examples of people like not following the rules actually don't get as much attention brought to it as it does people that are like not following the boundary or living within the parameters that have been given. So shout out to everyone that does what they should do. Certainly out of this conversation, I think it's certainly, and and like all the conversations we've had, I think on this podcast and stuff, it's like the first time that I'm acknowledging and like being aware of them in, in such a substantive way, like, like, usually you don't have these conversations. I think that's the whole point of the podcast to a certain extent. Yeah. So acknowledging and being aware of boundaries in society is really important. And, and we, uh, you know, we j- talked about sort of the, the final thoughts here um, previously. And, and I realized as, as Lamar, you were answering too, is like, actually my awareness and my acknowledgement might actually be in as like my position at setting or teaching the boundaries of society in those as a youth sports coach you know in the leadership positions that i'm in like i actually have to be aware and acknowledge the boundaries that i'm in charge of enforcing to a certain extent mm-hmm. you know like being the person that is like calling them out acknowledging them and those sort of things so like i think that's my a good takeaway for me from you know having this conversation just sort of like my place in societal you know exist in, in, in society and how i'm existing there yeah i think when you pulled in the example of you know sports and understanding even just the field or the court right you understand what's in bounds out of bounds very explicit about that and i and i think that's what i'm taking from this conversation is that we just need to be more explicit about mm-hmm. what is in bounds and out of bounds like mm-hmm. these are boundaries and we need to like literally use that language right mm-hmm. certainly with young people right but i think a lot of times like we we talk about doing this kind of work, improving our world, our society, our communities, and we put it to the next generation. But these are the conversations that we should be having. I mean, we're having with one another right now, but like we should be having in all of our spheres. Like what are the boundaries? The Men Up Podcast is a Grin and Bear production. The soundtrack is courtesy of Mike McGinley Music and visual artwork by Viotti Design Studio. Video clips from each episode are edited by Joe Oliveri. The executive producer and editor on the Men Up podcast is me, Christian Shabu. You can listen to us every week on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts or by visiting themenup.com.